Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and I'd like to welcome you to this lecture on Cardiac CT 3D Volume Visualization. I've been asked several times now to speak about how we use visualization in imaging the uh, coronary arteries and the heart, but I'll focus on the coronary arteries. I guess the first question you could ask is, what's the most accurate technique for evaluation of the heart? MPR, MIP, volume rendering, you name the technique, what's the best? Well, the answer is there's been no paper that has really defined this. If you look at the articles, some people look at axial images only, some people look at 3D only, some people do a little bit of both. And what I'm going to show you today is some of the advantages and disadvantages of each technique, and also to make the point that our policy is that you need to look at everything with every technique. And if you do it in an interactive format, it's actually very time efficient. So saying you look at everything every way possible is not really that much of an issue. It's just a workflow process. So in saying that, we've commented before some of the basic principles of cardiac CT as well as basic principles of most of 64 slice imaging. The fact that with cardiac CT, which is the most demanding technique or study we do, we need high spatial resolution, high temporal resolution, and the true volume data sets, this so-called isotropic data. And that, again, is critical because all the rendering we do, whether it's volume rendering, MIP, or MPR, really benefits from this isotropic voxels. Again, think about the coronary arteries. You're looking at a vessel that curves in and out of plane, a vessel the size of a piece of spaghetti, roughly 4 millimeters, maybe 5 millimeters, and you're trying to detect and define a stenosis of 50% or greater. So isotropic data sets are mandatory. You cannot be doing non-isotropic data and expect to get any quality images. So let's look, before I discuss how I evaluate the coronaries in some detail, let me look at some of the basic rendering principles. And let's just review those. So first of all, volume rendering, I think it really is terrific for global visualization of the heart, Every picture you see in a magazine or many articles will be these nice color pictures showing the heart and vessels, and that's typically a volume rendering. It also allows us to find the true vessel relationships in 3D without projection bias, which means uh, when I want to look for aberrant vessels or uh, I want to look at the relationship of vessels, volume rendering is ideal. With MIP, you can't have tremendous problems. With uh, MPR, you have a single plane, so it may not be helpful. So volume rendering is ideal in this situation. And again, I always like to comment about potential pitfalls, that since volume rendering gives you lots of flexibility, flexibility is always uh, the potential for error, whether it's overcalling or undercalling vessel stenosis, depending how you do the mapping. But again, that's more of a theoretical problem, uh, one that you can avoid with experience. Maximum intensity projection provides a good display of vessels when they're nice and non-calcified and you get them in the right plane. You can see the vessel for a fairly long segment like the RCA. It's especially valuable when there's little if any calcification present. Again, in the, in the presence of calcification, you can overcall stenosis. It does require editing of the data set, often substantial editing because since MIP is a projection technique, unless you could remove any structures including bone or other high density structures you're simply gonna lose the data that you need to see again advantages and disadvantages MPR MPR is probably the most classic thing people use 
The best part of NPR now is the curved planar reconstructions, and we'll speak about that. But that's an excellent way of looking at vessels, an excellent way of looking at uh, stents. With the curved planar reconstruction, we can rotate the vessel along a center line, and that helps you grade lesions as well. Uh, the good thing about the newer software is that it's computer-assisted imaging, so you don't have to drop multiple dots within a vessel and then try to get a curved planar reconstruction. You can simply choose two points, and the computer will do all that for you. So again, um, we're seeing a lot more use of uh, curved planar reconstruction, and it's something I routinely will use on basically every case of coronary imaging. If you look at some examples, here's a good case volume rendering. You can see two things. One, a very nice example of the right coronary with conus branch coming off. Also, look at the uh, circumflex. You see how it, there's myocardial bridging present. Something good to recognize. You can see on this volume display the relationships of vessels and chambers. And I can take that same data set and show it to you with the MIP display. Again, MIP uh, again shows you the conus branch nicely. In this case, with no calcification and with very good uh, uh, saline flush, you really get a good look at the coronary artery. Remember that one of the reasons, or probably the main reason we use a saline flush in cardiac CT is to clear the right side of the heart of contrast, and this does it very, very nicely in this example. Third imaging, same patient, curved planar reconstruction. The yellow is the computer model picking two points in the RCA. And there's the computer showing you, again, the conus branch, but very nicely defining the vessel and its length. And if you're looking for stenosis, uh, this is a good way of doing things. You can then rotate the vessel. And this patient has a normal right coronary. It's a right coronary dominant uh, circulation, which is a very nice display of that information. Another case. Here you can see very minimal stenosis in the right coronary artery. Here's the volume display. You notice the relationships. So, for example, you see the pulmonary artery and pulmonary outflow tract are not very bright because we flushed this, but yet you can see how the aorta hides behind it. If this was a MIP image, and here's a MIP image coming up, you would see how the pulmonary artery is now hidden because the aorta is so bright. And in this case, we see both the left main, LAD, and the right coronary artery. Again, let's focus on the right coronary artery. There's some narrowing proximally, and the MIP is good for showing that, so is volume rendering. Uh, but here's another example, similar case, but here the patient has plaque. And you can see that you can visualize the plaque on the volume rendering. Volume rendering is very good for detecting plaque, and we can also work around plaque because we can show it's eccentric, look very closely at the uh, center line, for example, and here is some eccentric plaque nicely shown there on volume rendering color-coded and here's a few more examples of that again one of the key things in this patient would be for example to answer the question at the level of that calcification is there a significant stenosis present based on the volume rendering the answer is no and based on the curved planar reconstruction you can see the calcification is very eccentric there's no luminal narrowing of note present and this patient would have no further workup the patient probably would be treated with statins, but there's no uh, lesion that you would be pursuing at this time. Now, one thing I do mention, and I mentioned a moment ago, is that calcium can be problematic with MIP. You can see in this case the LAD, there's very dense calcification at its origin, 
and in the right projection you can see it almost looks like it occludes the vessel so you need to be very very careful with MIP and here's that same patient where I splay the vessels out showing you the calcification proximal LAD but again eccentric calcification no vessel stenosis should not be a problem it is true that with volume rendering at times I can hide calcification in this case the atrial appendage covers the proximal uh, LAD and so it hides the calcification so it's something just to be aware of that at times with volume rendering you can potentially hide a calcification with MIP because it projects right through the calcification which is usually bad occasionally it works out well another case here's a good example showing you a significant 70% of greater stenosis in the patient's LAD you see the calcification present but just proximal to the calcification is that patient's stenosis and you can see it here again very nice perspective this patient had a calcium score of over a thousand you know we did a CT angio and we're able to provide significant information to referring clinician here's that vessel from an oblique plane and again the point I'm making let's cross section that vessel you have to look at the vessel in many planes and perspectives this way you don't overcall disease and you don't undercall disease and you can see here nicely this patient has a stenosis but it approaches but does not exceed 50 percent and same patient before we showed you with the LAD stenosis here it is on that uh, uh, curved planar reconstructive view showing you very nicely that significant stenosis proximal to the area of calcification and here it is again very nicely shown uh, and here we're calculating some of the values now when you look at other things in terms of soft plaque I think you, again you want to be very careful here's an example where on this image if you look carefully on the LAD there's definite soft plaque present with stenosis approaching 50 percent you really saw it best on the curved planar reconstruction again the color curved planar is for for positioning things is not for reading but look how nicely you see the soft plaque in that vessel so again just a very nice example where the patient uh, does have extensive soft plaque it's eccentric there's minimal luminal narrowing present but it's a type of plaque that often can be considered a vulnerable plaque let me show you something else in terms of rendering look at this case I showed you this briefly before look at the patient's circumflex coronary artery you see how it dips down and gets a bit smaller and goes through the myocardium that's myocardial bridging beautiful example and here it is again and here it is in the 3d map you see how it's beneath the uh, you don't see it on the surface like you typically do the uh, cardiac vessels that's where the vessel is going through and into the myocardium a lot of people feel that uh, using uh, CT you'll see a lot of cases of myocardial bridging a lot of people feel that myocardial bridging is not significant other people feel otherwise so it's something to keep out for the next thing I want to discuss now that I've shown you the different reconstructions is really how do I approach a case what things do I look at and in what sequence and for that you're gonna to have to come back next time thanks very much <laughs>